welcome to the Downhouse podcast, where we'll discover more about Downhouse School. Whether you're new to the community or an old friend, we'll be delving deeper, sharing stories and finding out what it really means to be a pupil at Downhouse. In our second series, we'll continue to explore the Downhouse DNA, and this time we'll be speaking to the pupils themselves. In this episode, we'll be looking at resilience, and our host, Simon Jones, speaks to Poppy and Tumai from the Upper Sixth. Poppy and Tumai, thank you for joining me and welcome to this episode of the podcast. How are you both doing today? I'm great today, thank you very much. It's nice to be back after our Axia, but nice and settled back in from the summer holidays. Yeah, not too bad for a Monday, pretty good. Pretty good. So here we are, we're, we're recording this uh, in the evening on a Monday. Uh, how do Mondays usually look for you? Tumai, do you want to go first? Um, well, fairly busy. I've got all my subjects and then I run Model United Nations after, which is great because I, you know, it's kind of what I want to go into in uni. Tell me a little bit more about Model United Nations. That sounds quite fun. Um, yeah, basically you represent countries as their delegates and you debate um, prominent issues in like today's news. Um, it's really good. It kind of hones in debating skills and you get to like research the country beforehand and find out lots about stuff that you might not know. Okay, thank you for that. And do you represent certain countries? And is, if so, is there a, a regular country that you represent or does that change from one session to, to the next? Um, changes every session. Um, I find it quite interesting to play ones that you might not necessarily agree with because then you get to do both sides and explore different um, thought processes. Awesome. Thank you for that. Uh, and Poppy, tell me how Monday looks for you. What, what have you been up to today and what, what are you doing later on? Mondays are a pretty busy day for me as well. I've got early morning hockey training and straight from that we go into our assembly. We had a really interesting one this morning, actually on the creation of the first printed book. Fun fact. Then I've got my normal lessons. I've actually got double biology, so a quadruple biology lesson today, which is very intense, but... Mm. Very, very intellectually stimulating. Um, and then after this, I've got my strength and conditioning training with the sports graduates in the gym. Awesome. Uh, so we're recording this today in, in actually in Mrs. Reeves' office. Uh, I don't know how often you might normally come in here, but tell me a little bit about what you would usually be doing right now if you weren't here recording this podcast. Poppy. Um, well, I probably would have just finished dinner with some friends, maybe head upstairs, see what I've got planned for the evening, see how much work I have to do, maybe try and make sure I have some time in there to relax and have a nice chat with everyone. Um, yeah, similar. I'd have just finished dinner and probably be off to the music department to do some practice and then a bit of prep afterwards and chat to some friends. So let's talk about A-levels. I'd love to know which A-levels you're both doing here. Uh, Tumai, do you want to tell us first? Um, I take maths, physics and politics. And tell me a little bit about uh, politics. Why is it that you're doing politics? It's quite funny, actually. I chose it on a whim, thinking that I just enjoyed um, talking about current affairs, but now it's my favourite subjects. And I think it provides such an insight to all aspects of life that's, like, really important. And it's just really fun to debate. Probably helps with modern United Nations as well, does it? Yeah, definitely. Um, it allows me a new way of thinking, which is always nice. Poppy, your A-levels? Um, so I do biology, chemistry, economics, and I've just done my AS in maths. So hopefully that'll put me in a good position to apply for medicine this year. And what was it that led you to choose each of these A-levels then? Poppy, do you want to go first? 
Well, I've always loved science with my whole heart, whether it's from year six, coming into down, throughout down. So I knew I definitely would do chemistry and biology. And then economics was an interesting one for me because that's introduced newly to sixth form at down. But we had introduction tasters during sixth form week and they really help you. They're really supportive with making those decisions. And it was in those tasters where I thought, wow, this is really interesting. You know, you're studying the almost the science of decision making and economics is a science in itself. It's just a social science. So I was like, so why not make it three sciences? <laughs> I like that. And did you feel any kind of pressure to have to choose the right A-levels when you were looking at the different A-levels that you could have chosen? No, not much pressure at all. We had plenty of time to think about all the options available. And so I started with four and I gave it my best shot. But then I realised how busy this upper sixth year would be for me and especially applying with medicine. And the school was so supportive in my decision to perhaps reduce that workload. Hence why I did the maths AS instead of the full A-level. So even through year one, I still had some flexibility and was still being supported by the school and making those adjustments. Well, that's really good to hear. Uh, Tumai, tell me how you felt about having to choose different A-levels, given the the options that you could have chosen and the ones that you did choose. Similar to Poppy, I also really liked science and I had a keen interest in physics and maths when I originally wanted to be an engineer, so that's why I chose those ones. And I'd also always been interested in politics, um, so I chose that as well. Now, we're here talking about resilience, and I'd love to know from each of you how you see resilience playing out in different aspects of school life here at Downhouse. Is that something that you see in everyday life here at school? Well, I think I see resilience naturally quite a lot due to being involved in a lot of sporting teams. So resilience plays a huge part in sport, as most people know and I think understand. But I think resilience in sports teaches you that it's not necessarily resilience for yourself. It's resilience for a team. It's resilience for your whole department. And I do see that throughout Downhouse a lot, extending through various departments. I mean, if you look at especially what happened during lockdown, I mean, not lockdown last year, the teacher assessed grades. I mean, the resilience for the teachers to get through those marking, the extra grading. So I really think it is everywhere you look at the school, which is really nice to see. It's really interesting that you say that about teachers, because I think a lot of students or pupils might feel like there's an element of resilience that's needed from their point of view, but they might not necessarily see it from the teacher's point of view. Well, yeah, I, I try to recognise it in teachers' points of view as much as I can. Sometimes when they set me a 25-mark essay on a Monday evening, it's quite difficult, but really you do tend to appreciate how much work they put into you know, making sure that you're learning all the correct material, learning extra material sometimes. So I do try to value it as much as I can. And you talked about resilience in sport and how there's obviously a need for resilience in sport. Tell me a little bit about those sports that you play and what your role is within those sports. So I'm actually head of sport here at Down, which is a massive privilege. But my main sports here are lacrosse and hockey. And I'm also a sports scholar, so hence why I do the S&C training this evening, which is a massive privilege, and it's great to have facilities to do that in as well. S&C training, tell us what that stands for. Sorry, strength and conditioning training. So just weightlifting, increasing flexibility, all those things which help prevent injury and help you become a stronger athlete off the pitch. Um, so as captain of the cross, which is, again, a massive privilege, that actually develops both my leadership and resilience skills, which I found, because, you know, sometimes a match doesn't always go well, 
And as captain, you're feeling a bit down as well, but you've got to make sure you're always that one, accepting the failure more positively and getting ready to pick up yourself and the team. So that's quite a test, but a one I enjoy, definitely. And how do you go about picking up the team if at times you might be feeling a little bit down yourself, if things aren't going so well in a match, but you, you know, you, it's not just yourself you've got to pick up, there's various other people as well. How do you go about doing that? Well, I'm supported by a vice captain as well, so that's nice, just in case I'm feeling particularly defeated against the match. But music always helps, get some good tunes on, put a smile on and if you help the other team if you help your team start feeling better then naturally you'll start feeling better as well so it all comes as a joint mood you know so I can't let my negative emotions affect the whole team and likewise awesome that's really good Tumai tell me how you see resilience playing out in everyday life here at school well, given it's sixth form and we're all starting our, he- our higher education journeys, there's always lots of resilience with people changing their minds and what they want to do and discovering new routes, which our teachers guide us with. And I think it's really great that it's not just you on your own and you see like a whole community um, behind you trying to get you to reach what you want to do. Um, during online learning with music, there was lots of resilience on both ends from the teachers and the students who had to learn from their homes and trying to communicate what you mean, you know, something musically, you can't, it's not exactly logical. You can't just say, oh, you need to do it like this. It was um, hard and everyone had to show resilience. I definitely remember, because I have two older brothers who are also musical, definitely remember um, trying to practice or being in a lesson and then hearing a saxophone from the other room. So I had to show resilience in trying to get through those lessons, but, you know, it paid off in the end. So Poppy was just telling us about her, her sport and how she enjoys that when she's not studying for her A-levels. Tumai, what kind of things do you get into when you're not studying? So like I said, um, I do music. I play piano and guitar, violin and flute. Um, I enjoy, I I used to do it as grades, but now I just do it for fun. I'm into my societies. I'm in MUN, Physics Society, Caledonian Society, which um, sounds a little bit weird. Definitely confused me when I got here. But um, it's a lot of fun and everyone's out with their friends, Scottish reeling. But um, yeah, it's not as weird as it sounds, so yeah. Tell us a little bit more about this Caledonian Society. What, what's that all about and why did you join that? Basically, it's um, Scottish reeling. You, <laughs> um, yeah, it sounds weird, but it's really fun. You all go out with your friends, you learn the set dances, and then there's, I think there are a couple of reels coming up with some boys' schools. You have a nice dinner, you get all dressed up, and then you reel. <laughs> wow. And, and tell us what reeling is. Dancing in, in formation. I don't, I'm not really sure. I don't, I don't know the answer. Well, it sounds fantastic anyway. It really does. Um, and let's talk a little bit more about your music. I think you said, you say guitar, piano, violin and flute. Is that right? Yes, that's right. And what is it that led you to play four different instruments? I mean, most people struggle to learn one, but it seems, sounds like you're playing four quite well. Well, I began with the piano and then I just, I remember in my old school watching um, the orchestra play. We had these um, plays at Christmas and at summer and they always got to do their um, pieces and I always thought, oh, I want to do that. So I picked up the violin 
And then I always found the guitar cool. So I was like, oh, let me give that a go. And then because three wasn't enough, I picked up the flute as well. Um, yeah, and I'm really enjoying all of them. So if I had to ask you which composer's music you could hang on to, if you could only, only hang on to one person's music, who would you choose? Hmm. I really like Debussy. I like the emotion in his piece, in his, um, his um, re repertoire. And I just find it very soothing to listen to. Do you think Claire de Lune is one of the most overplayed pieces of Debussy music then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, it's not the most overplayed. In, if, if you're in an orchestra, you've definitely played Pi Pirates of the Caribbean quite a few times. I actually watched it for the first time last year after having played it like five times. Um, yeah. Now, Poppy's smiling and nodding while you're, while you're saying this. Poppy, do you play anything at all? I had a brief run at the cello, hence why I'm agreeing with the statement about playing the Pirates of the Caribbean quite a few times, but the cello role was probably even less than the violin and the flute were just sort of plucking away in the background. Um, but no, I no longer play musical instruments, but I loved it whilst I did. That sounds good. Well, there's always a chance to get back into music again there, Poppy. Uh, pick up the cello again. Um, now, tell me when you both joined the school and how it felt in your first few weeks of joining the school, if you can think back to that far. Poppy? Well... I mean, I think it's an amazing example of resilience coming from a, a co-ed school in the middle of London. It being a day school in particular means you're coming here, you're in the middle of the countryside and coming from London, that's quite a big shock. But I definitely remember a feeling of comfort almost straight away. You walk in, you realise everyone's got this journey ahead of them as well. Everyone has to be resilient as well. And I found comfort in that, definitely. And the house staff in those first 10 days when you walk in, it's like their mission to become your new parents. It's quite funny, but I absolutely loved it. And they made sure during those first 10 days, especially, you had no time. And I mean that in the best way, but if you had 10 minutes and in those 10 minutes, maybe you thought about wishing you could cuddle your dog. Well, guess what? You're making brownies. <laughs> but so really, that was very helpful. Definitely. But. That sounds fantastic. Uh, Tumai, tell me about your experience of when you joined, how quickly you made friends, when you joined and, and what it was all like. Well, I joined at 16 plus. So one of my big worries was not fitting in and everyone having made their friendships already. But that really wasn't the case because when I got here, there were so many bonding activities. I remember doing laser tag in the woods and uh, cakes, bake boxes every weekend. And you really get to settle down really quickly. And I'd come from a day school in London so I and I'd never boarded before. So, you know, that's a whole nother thing that's going to add um, to your friendships and how well, how quickly you settle in. Thanks for that, Tumai. Uh, so we're recording this here uh, at, well, we're partway through the autumn term, which means if you're in year 13, you must be thinking now about next year. You've probably got staff here who are asking you questions about what you might want to do next year. Uh, have you had any thoughts so far about this time next year, what you might be doing? Poppy? Yes, the HE teams have become my best friend in the past month. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, but yeah, next year, hopefully the aim is I'll be at university, hopefully in a medical school. And even the thought of that is making me excited. So, Have you got as far as thinking which universities you'd like to apply to? Yes, Edinburgh is currently at the top of my list, um, closely followed by King's College London. So yeah, just some of the few I'm looking into. Very good. Well, they're both very good universities. Uh, Tumai, tell me what your plans are so far. 
hopefully I'll also be in university studying politics and international relations. Um, I'm considering Bath and Edinburgh as my favourite choices at the moment. So there's a chance you might both end up at Edinburgh together then. How do you both feel about that? Well, that's where the reeling's going to come into. <laughs> <laughs> that's where that's going to come into. Our little flex. <laughs> now, Tumai, I believe you're a senior here at school as well. Tell us what a senior is and what a senior has to do here. Um, yeah, basically, they're um, the team that supports Teal and Lucy, the head girl and deputy. And we help out in assemblies, chapel services, anything that the teachers need, really. Um, we're their go-to. And it's really rewarding to be having joined the school so late and to still be able to give back and help younger students, which is really nice, and the wider school community. Awesome. And do you feel this is a, a, a good thing to do? I'm sure you're going to say yes to this, uh, in order to help prepare you for life after Downhouse? Yes, because it's a leadership role and hopefully... You know, I'll be having some of those in the future and you've got to work in a team in everything that you do. So it's lots of collaboration, which is always, you know, helpful and necessary in everything that you do. Awesome. I'm really glad you said yes there. It'd be really awkward if you said no. <laughs> um, now, I've got a couple of questions here. Actually, nothing to do with school life at all. So this is just for fun. Let's imagine that you could go to any gig that you wanted to go to. You could listen to any band or any singer that you want to, either dead or alive, who would each of you choose? Poppy. Oh, gosh, way to put me on the spot like that. <laughs> um, I'm going to be really cheesy and embrace my 13-year-old roots and say I want to see One Direction back together again. So <laughs> I would go back in time and watch probably their last concert together before Zane left. Do you think you'd cry? I hope not. I think I'd be too happy in them. They'd be happy tears. If they were tears, they'd be happy tears. Well, that's encouraging. That, that's, that's good to hear. Uh, Tumai, who would you go to see? Beyonce. Um, I will see her before. <laughs> like, <laughs> I will see her at some point. Um, I think it'll be an amazing show, amazing music, amazing vibes. It'll be great. <laughs> Tell me what you think the message is that Beyonce sends out to, to young women of this world. You can. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Strong, independent women. Um, powerful, really. Um, yeah. Okay, and my last question. Let's imagine that you can go on holiday to anywhere in the world. We're going to remove all COVID restrictions and PCR tests and everything else. And you can take three of your closest friends with you. I'm not going to ask who you would take with you, <laughs> but where might you go? I actually, it's been on my bucket list for a while now. I would absolutely love to go to Vietnam. I think it may be my GCSE history studying the Cold War speaking, but since learning about the stuff which happened there and, you know, the, the trails throughout the Vietnam and the food. Don't forget the food. So <laughs> Vietnam, definitely. That's a good answer. I love the way you tied that in to your GCSE and school <laughs> life. Very good, Poppy. <laughs> um, I'd like to go to New Zealand. I just think it's a beautiful place. Um, you know, other side of the world, but it's amazing i've been watching a few shows where it's set well they like filmed it in new zealand and it's been so gorgeous i love the accents um <laughs> warm weather yeah sign me up but not the rugby team oh yeah that too no no Traitor. no <laughs> well i don't know sports but the hacker's cool i guess <laughs> mm. perfect okay well we need to bring this episode to a close for right now but Poppy and Tumai, I just want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for coming on to this episode of the podcast. It's great to understand more about life at Downhouse through your eyes. So thank you for your time and for giving up your time this evening to talk to us. No problem. It's been lovely. It's been great to share our experiences with everyone.
So that was Tumai and Poppy talking about resilience at Downhouse School, along with their own experiences of what life is like for them. Great fun to speak to them both. A big thank you from me. Now, if you have any questions following anything you've heard, then do feel free to contact the school directly. You can visit www.downhouse.net to find out more. Now, the next episode of this series is going to be on creativity. So make sure you don't miss that one. I know it's going to be a good one. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you get future notifications. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.